Welcome, 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 6 a.m. run family, 6 a.m. run podcast listeners now, 6 a.m. run community. As always, we really appreciate everyone really making these podcast episodes more and more and more downloadable and downloaded um, as you guys listen to them. So I obviously want to start off with some gratitude. And as always, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. I'm very excited for our next guest. We just had an amazing pre-call where we talked about, you know, some of the things that she's going to discuss and really teach you guys. So I really don't want to waste any time. I know her time is valuable. I did not ask. I should have, but I'm going to make an attempt. But Allison Blot is on. And please, Allison, introduce yourself and your expertise. If you don't mind, I'd rather you say why I asked you to be on our show, please. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much, uh, Hammy, for having me on your show. And as you said, my name's Alison Blard. You pronounce that very well. It's actually um, a Swedish surname, so it's not that easy to pronounce. By the way, we can talk about, are you from there? No, I'm not. I'm actually no. British. Okay. My aunt lives there in Stockholm. Oh, nice. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. That's, yeah. And there's a small town that she used to live in outside of Stockholm. So my mom and I used to go there every summer. The 24 hours of daylight was always freaky, but I also liked it in a good way too. But I never knew when it was bedtime. No, no, it's in the summer. And it's amazing how that um, affects your energy levels when you've got yeah. all that sunlight. There's a huge change in how you feel in, in the summer here. I mean, it's the extremes, isn't it? Because in the winter here, it's dark virtually the whole time. And then you've got all the light in the summer. But yeah. And as a child, that was my first experience with semi-nude beaches. Because as you know, in the summer, they go topless and nude because they want to absorb as much sunlight it's nothing sexual no. about it. They just want as much sunlight as possible. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so you know Sweden then. But no, my uh, my husband's Swedish. That's why I ended up in, in, I live just outside Stockholm. But it's a beautiful country and I'm very happy here. And crime, last thing I'll say, you got me off topic, but crime is amazing. People will leave their babies outside grocery stores. Like, but this is, I mean, obviously I'm an 80s kid. Yeah. So this is back in like 80s, early 90s. I'm sure it's changed. I haven't been there in 10, 15 years, so. No, it's a great country. Lots of nature, lots of outdoor life. And yeah, no, I, I enjoy living here. So Yeah. But no, let's go back. Back to why I asked you to be on the show. I did not ask you to be on the show because of your Swedish roots. No. <laughs> yeah. As I said, my name's Alison and I'm a registered nutritional therapist. So I work as a nutritional therapist um, with lifestyle and nutritional modifications. And I specifically work in women's health. So I've actually worked in the health and wellness industry for over 30 years with perimenopausal ladies. And I started my career many years ago as an aesthetician, working specifically with uh, ladies that were going through perimenopause and menopause with skin health, because that can become an issue with, you can develop acne, you can develop pigmentation, mm -hmm. you know, skin can become dry, etc. So <clears throat> I really focused on that. And Long story short, it, you know, I saw how important nutrition was in improving the skin. It wasn't just what you put on the outside. You really had to have that, you know, the nutrition as well. So I went back to university and studied to become a nutritional therapist. And since then, I've had my own clinic working with clients on a one-to-one -one basis, really giving them the support that they need to help them through this. It can be a very difficult time for a lot of women going through perimenopause and menopause because of all the hormonal shifts and symptoms and everything that you have. So yeah, so that's me. When you were talking about, you know, your roots, energy levels, 
obviously I'm not a woman, but I would love to learn, you know, and I think a lot of our audience, my age, we're all 35 plus what goes on. You talk about energy levels. One of our big things in our company is energy, right? Mm -hmm. Having energy to go to, you want to run every day. You want to work every day. A lot of us in our age group have children, you know, we're chasing them where our lives, I feel like from 30, 35 on just become so go, go, go right? Plus you want to work out and fitness becomes very important. And I know you talk about diet. Can you kind of now bring that together? Diet, maybe a woman who's, uh, you know, in the early stages of menopause, what are the tricks that maybe you teach individuals or why are individuals, when I was on your site before we talked, somebody who comes to you for your services, why would they reach out to you? Yeah, yeah, great question, uh, Hammy. I mean, I think to begin answering that, I think it's good that I explain the different stages of menopause. You basically go into something called perimenopause, and this can start very different for everybody, but on average it starts at the age of 45. It can start before, Mm -hmm. but that's the, the average age. And when a woman goes into perimenopause. This is when you're getting all the fluctuations in the hormones. So you're still actually menstruating, but you know, the estrogen and the progesterone can be really up and down and all over the place. And this is when you start having the symptoms, you know, like your hot flashes, mood swings, weight gain, lack of energy. It just, I mean, hormones, estrogen, we have receptors all over our body. So once they start to decline or become unstable, it affects everything. So that's your perimenopause when things are really up and down and and all over the place. And that can kind of creep up on you without you realising it. Because as you were saying, you know, in in today's society, we're so stressed and we've got so much to do and we need to work and want to work out. You know, you can be feeling very fatigued and exhausted just because of what you've got in your life. But It could also be because of the changes in uh, hormones. And then when you come into or go through perimenopause, when you haven't had a menstruation for 12 months, you are then in what we call menopause. And that means that you are no longer fertile and you will no longer have uh, menstruation. And that period after menopause is what we call postmenopause. And that's really can be women. We're living much longer now. So you can be 30, 35 years more of your life. So it's really important that you have a quality of life in that time period. So they're the stages. And roughly the average age of menopause where you you stop having menstruation is 51 years of age. So in answer to your question about energy and, you know, what we can be thinking about, there are certain things as we go into perimenopause that we just kind of need to look after ourselves a bit more. Bone health is really a crucial thing because, again, oestrogen has such an effect on every area of the body. Your risk of getting osteoporosis as you stop producing oestrogen becomes higher. So running, obviously, that's a wonderful thing to do because that's so great for your bones, isn't it? So, you know, keeping as active Mm -hmm. as possible and running and and doing strength training as well is, is really important for bone health. And also eating calcium-rich foods like your leafy greens and nuts and seeds, etc., is, is really important. And another key thing with energy levels is managing uh, what we call our blood sugar levels. Because again, as you go into perimenopause, estrogen can affect the way that your body reacts to insulin. 
and insulin is is this hormone that really is it kind of allows your cells to take in the glucose which is the energy so when you become uh, perimenopausal it can be the cell doesn't kind of react to that like it should so you can have higher blood sugar levels which can i'm not saying it does but it can if you don't look after it and take care of it could may lead to insulin resistance which is the pre-stage mm-hmm. before diabetes so there's many things you could talk about menopause for hours but those things in heart health estrogen is important for our arteries so making sure you know you're getting all the good fat and um, fatty fish and everything you know in your diet it's really what i say to people is eating more of what we call a mediterranean style diet Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? I mean, that it's different for everybody, but it's more your fatty fish, white meats, all your lovely fruit and vegetables, uh, nuts and seeds, and all the healthy fats like olive oil, avocado, coconut oil, you know, all those things. And getting rid of the processed foods, the sugary, refined foods, eating whole foods, really what we call the Mm -hmm. standard american diet which is predominantly refined carbohydrates it just doesn't do your body any favors and and when you're going into perimenopause and menopause if you have a high sugar diet it can really affect how you are with the symptoms and hot flushes and everything so you just have to be kind to yourself just be slightly bit more aware you can't get away with how you behave when you were 20 when you know you're coming into your 50s you really have to think a bit more about what you're eating and what you're actually doing with lifestyle uh, wise so that's just a few like i say it's a it's a huge subject you could really talk about what things that you can do for for a long long time it does it's you prescribe and you haven't said anything yet like mediterranean food obviously you know i think being a little bit persian uh, greek salad and everything in moderation so i do love those diets as well you know some rice you know you have like you can even make it very healthy with like your hummuses and things like that what i'm trying to get at you prescribe to the notion of diet being so important and that's regardless what diet people follow what diet people recommend i think it definitely starts there energy levels it, what you consume just feeds into every facet of success especially if you want to work out as you get older now let's say you get the diet down right but let me back up a little bit too is weight management should women who are And again, I wish I probably should have had a woman on the show to ask you some of these questions. So I apologize, but I still want to know, is it better for, let's say that 30 to 40 year old group to be prepared going into menopause, you know, to be at their right weight or ideal weight? Is it the best option also not only get your diet together, but to also be as fit as possible going into menopause? Is it harder if your body's not in shape? Does it hit you differently? And have you seen women that are maybe a little more out of shape? Are they just hit harder than you've seen women who are just in shape and ready to kind of take it on? Is that even a thing? Am am I asking even a a right question? No, it's it's a great question, Hamid. It is important, absolutely. It's about, you know, if you're going into perimenopause and menopause at a good weight, you know, your normal body weight, it's kind of, you go in, healthy so you will be able to Mm -hmm. the the experience of it will probably be better because there is research backing up the fact if you are carrying more weight then you will 
maybe experience more hot flashes and have worse symptoms. So it's all about looking after yourself and preparing for menopause and looking after your gut health. It kind of, the weight gain in menopause, it, it can just kind of creep up on you a bit because it's, a lot of it is driven, as we've spoken about, by um, blood sugar levels, but also stress. Stress is, the one thing that I say to my ladies, that my clients, is that if there's only two things that you're going to do for yourself during this time is manage your blood sugar and control your stress. Because stress, the whole like biochemical thing that happens in your body when you're stressed, it's, it's virtually impossible to lose weight because of the cortisol, which is a stress hormone. It's actually a fat-storing hormone. So in today's society, we're all so busy and we're all so stressed. A lot of us are in a chronic stress state. And it's really, really difficult to lose weight if you're stressed totally. So even before you start trying to do those other things, I would just sit down and, and say, OK, how can we reduce your stress levels? Because it really that can be very, very detrimental to, to overall health, but make your menopause experience even worse. Mm-hmm. Back up also a little bit. Let's even talk about premenopause. One of my questions too, my wife and I talk about this all the time. My wife, when she's, you know, during those weeks, I know to make her happy, you know, bring her chocolate, right? What is it about those weeks and your cravings? Is it because your body's losing so much you know, maybe, I don't, I don't know, but if you can explain to me, and I think maybe some men would want to know this question. I know, for example, those weeks, she's a lot more lethargic. She's a lot more tired. She wants, like I said, chocolate and to obviously relax more. What are things that women can do during those weeks to still also stay as fit and healthy as possible? Because I feel like they're, from my understanding and talking to other guys I know, other husbands I know, my wife's not alone in that, you know, craving chocolates and craving things during those weeks and just her being off that one week, right? So let's back up a little pre, before even menopause, women who are in that 30 to 40 group who are still going through um, their cycles. But what should, what do you recommend for their diets and their cravings during that week? And this more for, more sorry, is a question for my wife. Yeah, no, great question. And it's the, um premenstrual tension isn't it just the weeks before mm-hmm. you actually have a period and and that they're known to cause cravings you know like you say you chocolates or you know it's different for everyone it could be biscuits it's, it tends to normally be sugary things it is something that us women it, it isn't just then it, it tends to just carry on through menopause as well but what i would suggest that people do is you know the best thing is that you're aware of it you know you're aware okay i'm I'm feeling like I'm craving something and that's okay. You shouldn't give yourself a hard time about it. But then if you're aware of it, then you could maybe just make that choice of something, Mm -hmm. a more nutritious option. There's nothing wrong with chocolate, but I would say choose like dark chocolate. So 80% plus because that has many antioxidants and obviously in moderation is perfectly okay to eat. A lot of the time when you're craving it, blood sugar because the hormones can affect your blood sugar balance and when you're constantly eating sweet things your blood sugar goes on a bit of a roller coaster and when it dips that's when you crave these things and that can be because of the hormones imbalances or 
not imbalances before menopause. It's just the normal hormonal cycles that cause right. these cravings. So, you know, making that you can do um, if people like cooking at home, there's wonderful like energy balls that you can do that have dark chocolate and nuts and, and dried fruit in that you can make for yourself at home. A handful of nuts actually normally stops a craving. If you really think, oh, I just want to eat a packet of biscuits or whatever, have some nuts, have some fats, like healthy fats. That really helps to stop the cravings. I think the main thing is is to realise that it is a don't beat yourself up about it. You know, if you want that piece of chocolate, then have it. But, you know, try to be aware and control that you don't then go and eat a huge amount of biscuits or a cake or anything. It's just controlling it. But it's totally normal. That happens to women. And it is to do with the, the hormones just before, before menstruation. Hormones, blood sugar are the main culprits of that. And if you're very stressed, you'll probably find that your cravings become worse. Mm -hmm. And dealing, that's another thing too, dealing with stress. Um, I think that, you know, obviously relates to, you know, sometimes eating more, you know, kind of indulging, mm -hmm. right? You know, I love what I'm hearing. What do you recommend to some women who, you know, what we see in a lot of our clients is, it's, it's funny to say this, you see, as you said, you see like in your early teens and your even early 20s, you know, you don't have children, you're not married. I think going to the gym, right? Like, you know, when I look back on even myself, I'll use myself as an example. When I was right before 25, right? Like that was just when life was easy. I think you don't think that at the time, right? But it was school, gym, it was going out with my friends, right? It wasn't the responsibilities. And now, jokingly, I say this, I feel like I have to schedule when I'm going to go take a shower and go to the bathroom, right? It's like everything becomes so, you're so busy, you know, especially if you have multiple children, right? So what we see in a lot of people is they say to us, hey, look, I have not worked out or done any physical fitness really in like, let's say a 10-year period. Once I hit 25, life just got very busy. And I think you kind of already alluded to this, but I want to tell you about the people we get as clients in 6AM Runs Nutritional World. We get so many people who come to us at about 35 and say, oh my God, you know, for the past 10 years, I've put physical fitness second because life hits you. And I think that 10 year period between 25 and 35, I don't think that period of life is discussed enough because when I look at that period of my life, it was more integral than I think when I was a child. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And that's when really, you know, I think a lot of our clients and, and what would your recommendation be to those people? It's like, you know, I know, and, and you may have already said it, but like diet, right? Physical fitness. These are things that I think as much as even like, let's say your children, right? Your children are your priority, but what's going to happen if you're not there for your kids, right? That's where I just believe that physical fitness needs to be on that same level of prioritization. Yeah, totally. 100% agree with you. And it's very difficult, isn't it? In we're all so busy in society today. And, you know, that Pacific age group, as you were saying, that when you start having families and, you know, you've got a career and it can become overwhelming. But, I mean, if you don't yeah. look after yourself, then you're not really going to be able to look after your children or your family or do your career or anything. I think it's just really important that you have to prioritise your health and exercise. And, you know, I'm nobody's perfect. I can sometimes, you know, you're busy working. I actually schedule my exercise into my diary every day. I put it into my 
diary. Otherwise, you know, it's easy, isn't it? Yeah. Think, oh, I'll, I'll just do this and I'll do it later. And then it's the evening and you haven't done any exercise. So if you schedule it in, you will actually do it. I find that works for me, yes. definitely. And also realising that your health is key, isn't it? If you haven't got your health, you actually haven't got anything. So making that time for yourself and that time to exercise and eat healthily. And it doesn't have to be you know find what works for you i mean women when they come into perimenopause i mean i found that myself i'm actually a, a big runner myself i love running but i can't run as fast as i used to i don't feel that i've got that energy that i had when i was 25 but you know that is actually okay it's, it's like oh, the yeah. aging process i don't beat myself up about that because i still go out running and i still exercise and i still really enjoy it but I think you kind of just have to be nice to yourself and realising mm-hmm. that the to-do list that we've all got that is never ending is never actually going to be done, is it? That to-do list, you're never going to have a day when you can sit down and say, oh, great, my to-do list is done. Now I can go and exercise. Now I can do yoga. Oh, yeah. No, no. It never is going to happen. So prioritise yourself, even if it's just for 10 minutes a day, going for a walk, doing some meditation, it doesn't have to be, you know, an hour, two hours workout every day. It's, it's just finding that time, that time for self-care, which we all know is, is so important these days for our health. Because society has become very, very, just we're just so busy, aren't we, really? It's weird. Like, I wouldn't trade it for the world because I think sometimes when you don't have anything to do, you know, that's when sometimes you busy is not bad, right? I know that when I'm home on, let's say a Sunday afternoon with nothing to do, you know, that's when I am sometimes like, okay, what's in the pantry or, you know, you, that when COVID, I know we were kind of on lockdown, right? I did work out. I still ran. I definitely said to myself, okay, I'm home. Yeah. I had more time to run, but I also had more time to like be bored and eat, right. Or like go to the fridge. And there's like some boredom aspect there too. So I think that being busy is not the worst thing in the world, not at all. But I think that also too, you just need some time to figure out something that you can do that is relaxing, Mm -hmm. right? And for me in a crazy way to get away from everything and to go run, like that is relaxing for me. And I think for everyone, it's different. So I think you have to find that balance. Mm -hmm. Um, I love what you're talking about. I think nutrition, I think when your body's its healthiest, I think that that also helps right? You know, you feel great. And then even so when you find that level of nutrition, like what I like is that if you go back to some of those old habits, a lot of things become habitual, Mm -hmm. right? So if you go back to some of those old habits that are out there, you don't even feel good doing them, right? Like if you eat healthy, 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 and then, you know, you go and you have McDonald's, let's say after three months of not having it, oh, you'll feel like crap and you can tell this was bad, right? So some of those things aren't bad. I think some of those things are really, really good. Um, as we kind of come to this fourth quarter of this conversation, you know, Alice, I'm very thankful for your time. I think this for me, again, I know one right now, we definitely need to have a woman host to help me. So if anyone out there wants to help us out, take on some women issues on our podcast for our audience, I know now I need to hire one. But let me also, as we kind of come to the close of this, any last words you want to tell men or women out there, things like that? Yeah, like I, I said, that I mean, this is such a really is a very big, big subject. But I think that the main things I know I've said this is just 
be kind to yourself and realize that when you go into perimenopause and menopause that you know it's not a disease it's a, it's a totally natural process that will happen to every woman mm. so in a way it's kind of embracing it and thinking okay this is just another phase of my life and you know not fighting it just thinking this this is fine i'm gonna get through this and you know i'll be fine at, when i've come through it and i'm in post-menopause and just looking at the key things of movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. Those four things really are, are what you need to e- take even more care of oh. when you go into to perimenopause and menopause. I think that's the other thing, right? I know even like myself, sleep is just something that's like, what is that, right? Like it's something it's really, I don't want to say like ignored, but you know, it's 1000% important. We were talking, I know about menopause, but even again, prior I know how, you know, again, even just being on your menstrual cycle, for again, going by 10 years of being married to my wife, how that can make her very tired. It's funny. It's like, I know, and I feel bad. It's like those weeks are weeks because I want to give some insight to our listeners on me. I can't cook. If it's not like pasta or something that just needs to be warmed up, I am not a chef at all. So it's like those weeks I can put a salad together. I can make pasta. I can make like the bare minimum is what I can cook, right? Grilled cheese sandwiches. But like, that's when too, I know that she's more tired. And I think that, you know, getting the sleep, getting the rest is so uber important. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's one thing we didn't talk about, but you just mentioned it there. Allison, this was a great conversation. I've got what I'd like to do moving forward is, you know, see if any of our clients have questions, maybe bring you back on. Even if you have any articles or blogs, I'd love to share that in one of our email posts to our customers. I really do appreciate your time. And if there's anything I missed, please let me know. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Hamid. It's, it's lovely talking to you. Like I say, it's such a, I'm very passionate about this subject, so I could talk yeah. for hours. But I'm more than happy to come back, absolutely. Or if anyone's got any questions, just let me know. Real quick, Alison, if people want to contact you, where can they reach you? Yeah, the best place. I'm active on most social media, media channels. Um, um, Instagram, I'm at Alison Blard. And then my website is, is a good place. I've got all links and free downloads and everything there. And that's uh, www.alisonblard.com. Awesome. We'll put all that in the bio, guys. Uh, this will, uh, obviously, it'll be, Allison, you and I are recording this. Uh, yesterday was the first day of spring. So this will be a great, uh, this will come out in a few weeks. Uh, but I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Allison, thank you so much for your time. Uh, again, everyone, thank you for listening and continuing to grow this podcast. And Allison, thank you for being an amazing guest with really great information for our audience. Thank you, guys. Thank you.